0: Welcome to Writers Get Animated. I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And I'm Chris Leva. And today, we promised you a surprise and boy do we have it. We are doing a very special episode of Writers Get Animated. It is our Christmas special. Christmas special. In honor of Christmas, today on the day that this airs, which is totally today.
1: I hope you're listening to it. Hopefully you have the day off and don't work retail where they're making you work.
0: Or doing anything else like hanging out with your family, (laughs) or going to a movie or anything like that. Lame. Um, You should be listening to our podcast all the time. Sadly, only new episodes on Friday. Anyway, it is our very special episode about Christmas specials. What about Christmas specials? Why do we have Christmas specials? What makes a good one? What shows are good vehicles for Christmas specials? All these good things. I have a question. Shoot. Do you
1: do you happen to know what the very first animated Christmas special was?
0: I do not. Please enlighten me.
1: You're lying. You do because you already read the notes. Shoot.
0: But. <laughs> You're assuming I did my homework.
1: No, I'm not. Huh. Assu- I'm not assuming that by any means. <laughs> So the first animated Christmas special for TV was Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. It was in 1962.
0: Wow. I'm doing the math now. 63 years ago.
1: So, 63 years ago. You were were terrible at math.
0: Oh my God, I'm putting my hoodie of shame on? I'm sorry, world!
1: You can leave that on for the rest of the episode. I took
0: AP Calc, just putting it out there. So did I. Oh, well, look at you show
1: off. I didn't say it first. (laughs) I was just relating to you on another
0: level. In other math-related news, Mr. Magoo was 53 years ago.
1: (laughs) The the second one was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 1964, followed by Charlie Brown Christmas in 1965, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 1966. So those five years, four years in a row of these massive Christmas specials that we still watch today. Do people still watch Mr. Magoo? I I'm, I'm meant all of the all rest, the rest the of ones, them. The other ones. The other ones. Um, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol only aired once. And then it had a little bit of syndication time, but nobody really watched it.
0: Womp womp. As... Opposed to Rudolph, which aired yesterday. Rudolph, I think, probably airs on some channel every day between now and real Christmas.
1: And what's interesting about the Christmas specials, which is different from a Christmas episode of Mm -hmm. a show, because a Christmas episode of a show is just an episode of the show that happens to take place during
0: Christmas. Notably, the first episode of The Simpsons, the very first. Not a special, regular length. Christmas themed. First
1: episode, their pilot episode. Simpsons roasting on an open fire.
0: I was going to see if you could think of the words there.
1: I I had a hard time (laughs) all of a sudden. I was thinking about it all day today and then I just couldn't remember open fire. (laughs) Rabbit season. Duck season.
0: There we go. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have definitely, I recently experienced either for the first time in a long time, or possibly my first experience of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, I think it had just been a long time, because, I, I mean, it may just be like a cultural thing where I've seen so much of it. It seems like a part of my cultural knowledge at this point. Um, I am much more familiar with Charlie Brown Christmas and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. In my opinion, the prototypical Christmas movie. Grinch. Done. Really? I love Grinch. I well, am a Grinch. Who, who does
1: love... I mean, Grinch is wonderful. I watched Grinch earlier today, Oh, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Okay. With my son, who was a little bit spellbound and confused, as he is with most things that I enjoy. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the Grinch was... Uh, Chuck Jones does magic with facial expressions and does so much with nothing. It's it's just a wonderful expression of character. Mm-hmm. And that's what Grinch is all about. Grinch is all character. Um, same thing with Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas, which I think is a quintessential Christmas special. Okay. It's Charlie Brown because they actually talk about
0: what Christmas is about. They do. You're right. And both those, I think, are fairly character-driven. I would argue that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is... About half and half character and plot. Rudolph is
1: all plot. Rudolph, Rudolph is all plot. They they plot the <laughs> heck out of Rudolph. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, let's so let's go to our first example. Okay. Christmas specials. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Boom. Here we go. So Rudolph, as a character, has been around since 1939. Uh, Montgomery Wards wanted a coloring book. So they hired some guys to make their own character. So that way he could exist and they could sell coloring books.
0: Ah, hence the red nose. You need more than just brown and white. So from... They they were battling... (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: this is really funny. You know so much trivia about this and you're so excited. They were battling about it because back in those days, having a red nose meant you were drunk. I think it still does. It still does. But they were trying to fight against this perception of, no, 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 it's whimsical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's whimsical that he has a red nose.
0: He's not a drunken... And, uh, <sighs> All I know is every time I see a red nose character in cartoons or even Muppets, I'll go that far, I still assume that they are secretly a drunk character. Grunkle Stan in Gravity Falls, love him. Totally like the alcoholic uncle type. Love the red nose. Very subtle hint. Amazing.
1: So... In this case, I don't think that Rudolph is a metaphor for alcoholism.
0: Okay. I'll listen to your points on that argument. The, <laughs> the reason is the shininess. The oh, okay. Shininess. that That makes it A shiny red nose equals not alcoholic. No,
1: I think shiny says something else. Okay. Shiny and glistening red, I think, says something other than drunkenness. I think if it was more of a matte finish red nose... <laughs> I think we'd be moving towards alcoholism, <laughs> but since it is shiny, and almost uh, glass ball-ish, ornamental okay, I think that it
0: it it's not alcoholism. Okay, I will concede to you on this point.
1: but anyway, he's it's all marketing <laughs> in the end, in the end, Rudolph comes from capitalism and marketing.
0: Like, yes, which we,
1: we'll return to. We need to sell comic we need to sell coloring books. We need a character. How about this red-nosed reindeer? And then they wrote a song about it and oh my a God. story. He was
0: Rudolph the Avengers of the 1960s? I think so. They made a Christmas special to sell coloring books with an assemblage of quirky characters that surround him.
1: Well, no, 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 no. They, they it was just Rudolph. Oh, and the coloring and the, book? And the regular guys. And the other reindeer? And the other reindeer. <laughs> yeah, the other reindeer and Santa. But, because we know the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all we get from the song is that Rudolph has a red nose, nobody liked him, he was bullied extensively through life until the one day when his nose proves useful to the people that be,
0: and he's suddenly able to save Christmas. So did the song come before or after the coloring book? After the coloring book. Okay, so coloring book first, then song, then special.
1: Right. And the special, they needed to beef it up. So, in the special, we get a narrator, Sam the Snowman, created for the special. Mm -hmm. Mostly so they could get Burlives to sing songs throughout, just randomly, whether they fit with the plot or not. Yeah. Um, And then getting through and adding... More backstory for Rudolph and giving him friends and adventures and plot. Mm-hmm. And adding a monster for, because you need a monster.
0: Our first monster of this podcast. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, so, what do you think is the theme of Rudolph the Red Nose named Reindeer? What are we getting out of this? Well, the
1: hard part about Rudolph I mean, the song tells us that Rudolph is an outcast. Yeah. Bullied outcast because of his red nose. He has this thing that is uncontrollable and totally noticeable. So this uncontrollable, totally noticeable... Wow, that's a lot of bulls. External feature that he cannot hide. Although his father, Donner, in his first moments of being introduced to Santa, first moments of after being born, immediately tries to like smear some mud on his nose to hide it. Mm-hmm. And it fails within two minutes. Mm-hmm. So... Can't hide it. Um, But you're giving him what... It's all about hiding what makes you different and being a,
0: as they say in a song, misfit. Well, I mean, I think eventually it's all about not hiding who you are, but... Well, sure. The plot is that they're hiding who they are. Because we have Rudolph, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, other people are hiding his red nose or he's hiding his red nose. And then we have... Hermie. 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 The elf. The elf. With his blonde
1: shock of hair that... little Ellen DeGeneres swoof. I was... It's more like a flock of seagulls. Okay.
0: We can say... I'm not familiar with haircuts enough.
1: It's a a pompadour-ish pointy number (laughs) that whips around like a tidal wave... Out of his hat, it's just <laughs> no. No other elf has hair like him. It's true. All the rest have very, very blue color hair. The the other elves also <clears throat> don't have um, whites of their eyes. So there's that too. That's true. He's one of the only elves with whites
0: on his eyes mm-hmm. and hair. Although he's not the tall elf. No, he's not the tall elf. The tall elf I thought was interesting because he's the one who's different that they don't really talk about being different. Right. He's the the foreman elf. Is that who he
1: is? Or is that what you mean? There's like the long skinny one. Well, there's, yeah, there's the long skinny one with glasses who still plays by all the elf rules, I think. And then there's the big, large. The foreman elf. Foreman elf. Who, by the way, does have whites of his eyes. Ah. So he does have whites. He's the only other elf. So he, maybe he learns... Okay, we're getting a little too far ahead on this. But let's talk about Hermie. Mm-hmm. Hermie's an elf. Yes. What, and what do elves do?
0: They make toys for all the boys and girls around the world.
1: No matter your gender of elf, that's what you do. What does Hermie want to do? Hermie just wants to be a dentist. A dentist? Ah! And that's, that, that's the foreman elf. That's my best foreman elf. It's deeper. We're like, oh, a dentist. There you go. There we go. Okay, we almost did it at the same time. That was going to be awkward for Nigel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so he wants to be a dentist, which I think is it's interesting that he has this passion for something so ridiculous, and I think it's mostly so kids can laugh at somebody wanting to be a dentist.
0: Yeah, but he always he always does a little pause. It's because I want to be a dentist it always feels like it's a very obvious like subtle code for different right yeah
1: but what's different about his difference is that it's something that is coaxed out of him for him to say he has to announce that desire it's something that very easily nobody else would know about as long as he didn't tell anyone if nobody asked him about his wishes and he didn't openly tell them oh, know, about his wishes to be I a wouldn't, dentist. I
0: wouldn't call them wishes. I think that some people are born wanting to be dentists. I'm not saying that they're not. <laughs> what I'm just saying is
1: he doesn't have to tell if he doesn't want to. And we don't have to ask him if we don't want to. He can be a dentist in his heart. He can pull teeth behind closed doors. Oh, my God. Which he does later on. Later on, um, one of the um, the foreman elf comes in and opens the door and finds Hermie alone performing dentistry on toys. Trying to find a way that his desire can hey. be helpful to elf Kind why are you
0: smiling like that? <laughs> he's trying <laughs> This is what happens in the movie. I watched it with you. I'm not disagreeing. I think that it is also very helpful that Hermie has the um he's a very different voice than the other elves do. And we've already given the uh the Foreman elf example, but Hermie has a very um soft spoken voice about him too. He's very soft spoken. Very soft spoken. Somewhat aspirated. Mm-hmm. Very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're saying this is code for anything. Not at, at all. all. But,
1: <laughs> but he is trying to find a way for his talent and his passion to be useful as an elf. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about the Foreman elf is his, you'll never fit in. He keeps on telling Hermie, you'll never fit in. Not in, like, that was almost quasi-Russian in a weird way. It's like, (laughs) you will never fit in. I did it again. But his next sentence is, now go to elf practice (laughs) to learn how to be a better elf. Mm -hmm. You'll never fit
0: in. Now go figure out how you're going to fit in. I kind of see it as the same for, like, the the island for misfit toys later. There's an island full of misfit toys, and they're all, like, Bemoaning how they're misfit toys and won't get used by boys and girls around the world. But at the same time, like, there's an island full of other toys like you. True. At this point, you do fit in, but you want to fit in in a different way.
1: I feel like the island of misfit toys is different because somebody made them that way.
0: Whether intentionally or accidentally.
1: Somebody made them that way. And now, did... Did somebody banish them to this island, or did they willingly go to this island and all somehow they're recruited? Is it like some kind of Hogwartsian kind of they get their letter like, oh my gosh, I'm a reject, or or do they do they get banished?
0: I feel like the elves might just hide their bad work from Santa. Although side note, elves or elves, elves. I think it's elves. Elves? I think it's elves. For magical and North Polish? I think it's dwarfs. Not
1: dwarves? Well, it depends. I think in in Snow White
0: it's seven dwarves. Yeah, because that's like the magical right. dwarf race thing. So is it elves? I don't know.
1: I think the elves are bad at what they do. And these might be prototypes. Because they're not mistakes. These misfit toys are not mistakes. There's a Charlie in the box instead of Jack in the box. Because somebody said, hey, why don't we try this? Charlie in the box. Doesn't work. Great. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's like, how about this guy? Here's a cowboy. He rides an uh, ostrich. That doesn't work. Okay. We'll get it out. I got, a cu- I got a couple other ideas. Here's a polka dotted elephant. You like mm-hmm. that one? No. Nope. Doesn't work. Okay, great. Here's a dolly. I don't know where it's wrong with her. We don't really actually <laughs> specify it, but she's not quite as good as the others. I'll get rid of it right now. Just me having her in front of me. She's gone. Mm-hmm.
0: Misfit Toys Island. I also would love the um, the squirt gun that only squirts jelly because the question remains, where is that jelly coming from? It is an infinite jelly squirt gun. Correct. I don't think these are bad toys. These are good toys. But let me say this. The mechanics of that,
1: you to be able to squirt jelly... The mechanics of that gun do have to be different than a water gun. So it can't just be a water gun with jelly in it. Because a water gun would not squirt jelly. The mechanics and the suction
0: and the physics of it do not add up. And if we're getting nitpicky, here's another side note. With all these misfit toys being alive, I do worry about the toys Hermie was playing dentist on earlier.
1: Well, those toys weren't really alive. These What's misfit the toys with? are alive. Okay, is that why they're misfits? Because they're alive? That's never... Re- oh my Posh. gosh! That's the difference. They're, they're horrifying. Do they get life because they get to go live on the island? Maybe that's their one thing that they get. You don't get to be played with by children, but, but you, get to, you
0: know. get to have life. What were you going to say? No, I can't say it on this podcast. Okay. I had to catch myself. I almost accidentally said something that I shouldn't say in a podcast, so I apologize. <laughs> You're forgiven. For Thank now. you. Um, <laughs> you go. Your turn. I've been talking okay. a lot. Well, it we can talk about turn. my reading of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: Let's read it. Let's hear it. Let's hear your reading of it. Let's listen
0: to your reading. Of it. Of it. Um I think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is an anti-Marxist movie. Think about it. I'm thinking. Okay. Hermie mm-hmm. is an elf, and he's in this elf factory where all the elves, elves elves, share the same job, and they're all meant to get along and share everything and be communal and do the same thing and have the same songs and the same knowledge. Marxist ideal, ideology. Their and leader does wear a lot of red. He wears a lot of red. And Hermie just wants to be a dentist. A traditionally white-collar job. And they make fun of him for it. They don't want him to do that. And there's that awful, awful song. The Burt Ives song. Burt Ives? Hmm. Burl Ives. Burl Ives. Sorry, Burl. Burl Ives. I think he's dead. Um, Sorry, Burl Ives ghost. Happy? He sings that silver and gold song, which I just feel such like the opposite spirit of christmas that there is like christmas i think is about love and giving and he's like silver and gold is great (laughs) in this song so for me i see this as not only a movie designed to sell coloring books but also a movie that is in the times of the 60s about capitalism and being anti-marxism and why capitalism is great everyone should have the right to be a dentist because this is america and you can be whatever you want And also, silver and gold are awesome. You should buy gold on an infomercial tonight.
1: I don't think they have infomercials in that time. But how does that explain championing a person with a shiny red nose if you're going to be anti-red? I don't think it holds water.
0: Okay, fine. holds snow. I don't, I don't think it even does that. Okay, fine. Um, I see these tones in there. And for me, I think this is still an enjoyable Christmas special. Um, and I like a lot about it. But it doesn't have that spirit of Christmas in there for a lot of it for me. Um, it's not about community. It's not about the intangible things. It's about silver and gold in some place. And there's even... Um, Yukon, what's his face? Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius, whose entire life is about finding silver and gold, with his sleigh dog, the poodle. He well, he he does have many a dog
1: who would not be sled dogs. (laughs) He, it's a diverse team of dogs. Okay, fine. Who's to say that only one dog and one kind of dog? You're saying that a diverse
0: team of dogs working together can accomplish anything. Obviously not, because he doesn't find anything. He finds some gold at one point.
1: No, the squirrel finds gold. Oh, you're right. And, and it tries to him. eat it, and then throws it away because it is useless, and it can't be eaten by squirrels. So the squirrel knows the meaning of Christmas. Or it, or it is hungry. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just hungry. A or B, either one is good. But the other thing about it, the thing that is, is hard for me about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer... The film, not the character. I'm trying to like. I, I'm trying to say not the character specifically, but the film overall. Mm-hmm. Is that the the idea of it? They they changed the ending the second time it aired because they wanted the during the credits as it's going. You see the toys from the Islet of Misfit toys being delivered. Mm -hmm. That wasn't part of the original. They added that when they aired it again. The original was just them delivering toys as usual. This was, hey, look, we're getting homes, giving homes to the Misfit Toys. So it was even a happy ending for the Misfit Toys was a massive afterthought that no one ever really thought about. Hmm. And that the idea that Rudolph doesn't really get acceptance until he saves Christmas itself. Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's one of the very first, we we had an argument about this, very first saving, somebody saves Christmas for everybody. Yeah. Like nobody accepts Rudolph because he's Rudolph. They accept it because, oh, you were useful this one time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. He's a great flyer. Next Christmas? when there's
0: not fog is he going to be at the front? Is I, he even going to be on the sleigh? I seriously doubt it. Mm-hmm. Poor Rudolph. We just sing about him one time. That's and but hey, we have a song to remember him. One foggy Christmas Eve. I think that's a good place. To say. <laughs> yes. So our other our other Christmas special, which was lent to us by our friend Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Um for subjecting us to this lovely christmas special that i didn't know existed the he-man and she-ra christmas special which if you watch the commentary of the dvd um aired once and then one of the voice actresses decided that she'd like to watch it again so she released it on dvd
1: well to be fair the voice actress (laughs) was the daughter of the executive producer So I
0: think she had a little bit. It's not just some voice actress. She had some pull. But we have her to thank for (laughs) this lovely movie, Gracing the Light of Day. Um, So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a solid Christmas special. The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special is our counterpoint to this. Um, I'm not even sure where to begin with this. Uh, um, Let's, Let's
1: talk about how they pull Christmas into this world. Because He Man and She Ra take place in realms that are not
0: Earth. Earth. <laughs> Christmas is decidedly not ethereal. It- Etheria being the place that She from. Right. Etheria and Eternia. And Eternia. Yeah. Eternial? Eternia. I'm really
1: bad at this because it. I wasn't allowed to watch He Man as a kid because my parents said that it was satanic. I wasn't even allowed to play with the toys.
0: And watching this, I could see why.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there was a... If, ble- <laughs> if bad plots were satanic,
0: <laughs> this is like... This is the above of plots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to try to summarize this in a quick paragraph. He-Man and She-Ra are approaching their birthday because they're twins. Duh. And they're throwing a big party. And then those, it's interesting that their birthday is right around Christmas, right around Christmas. They mentioned at the beginning, oh, it's near this Earth holiday from this place we've never been to called Earth. That of course, we know when this holiday is one person knows the queen <laughs> knows. I think she's been to Earth
1: and has had some Christmas cheer. At some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> because she knows about this Earth holiday and she's like, oh, I remember we should decorate.
0: And I just love the parties that we had on Earth at some point and so while they're decorating for this party um he-man slash his um, persona adam are also putting this spaceship together that's supposed to be a spy satellite but as a cockpit um they're trying to launch into space and then orko comes and messes it up and who's orko oh, orko's the wizard sidekick i think you have a better word for him than i do I just call him the Jar Jar Binks of the He-Man universe. He really is. He messes up everything, but it's still lovable.
1: If you repeat his lines as Jar Jar <laughs> Binks, it's even funnier. <laughs> I think it fixes a lot of dramaturgical issues I have with He-Man if you use
0: the Jar Jar voice. And this is the only time we will condone using the Jar Jar voice on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it, but... it. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not we're not gonna do it now. I'm just condoning audience use of the Jar Jar voice.
1: So when you get your hands on a copy of the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Or don't. Please do yourself a favor and say all of Orko's lines as Jar Jar binks. Misa thinks you be liking it.
0: I'm going to waste that from him. No, nope, no, nope, no more. I'm going to talk <laughs> over you. Um, so we have... I, how many plots happen in this? We're trying to get the twins ready for their birthday. There's some kids from Earth who get tangled up with Orko. They have to try to return to Earth. They have to give the kids a good Christmas. Skeletor's trying to do his thing. Um, the other dude's trying to do his thing. There's this giant monster in space giving them orders. There's the Man-Sheens, which are trying to do something. And they're also trying to get... Um, there are at
1: least seven di- else, distinct yeah. plots happening. There are altogether too many characters going yeah. on. And too many plots. And, and too, too many, many new villains. characters. Right. And too many villains. They could have been very easily simplified. So here's the easy, easy part of the story. Orko ends up in the spy plane. Yeah. Somehow plays around with the controls, Jar Jar fashion smashes the controls, ends up on Earth, befriends two children, and learns about Christmas. That alone could have been its own plot.
0: Yeah, that could have been a Christmas special.
1: Right. And then everyone else trying to get Orko back could have been the other part of it. What are the things that they have to do to get him back? One thing that they have to do is get this crystal. (laughs) they have to retrieve a water crystal yes of course because that's the only thing that will get the transporter to work so they could send a transporter beam to earth to retrieve orko however
0: this this is where the writing gets i think it lost me it just hits its lazy point here um (laughs) this water crystal is being guarded by a fearsome beast monster which is the name of this particular monstrous beast. Yeah, it's not me deciding that it's a beast and then calling it a monster. It is called the Beast Monster. And we know this
1: <clears throat> especially well because with the DVD, <laughs> there came a copy of the script to the
0: He-Man, she Re Christmas special.
1: So here we go. Right, are you ready for this, Ken?
0: I am ready. Okay. Writers Get Animated presents. A
1: section from He-Man She-Ra Christmas special.
0: A dramatic reading.
1: A dramatic reading. As She-Ra. Mackenzie Um, I, Chris Laver, will play Mamista and Swifty the horse. Mm -hmm. I will try to do my best to have distinct voices for each one of them. as close to the actual voices as i can remember because i've shoved a lot of it
0: out of my mind yeah i'm I'm gonna be honest right there and if we mess up as a bonus this pdf of the script is also has all the character names and any um very rare stage directions in french so pardon us if we miss a character at some point um scene so this is the pool of the beast monster huh doesn't look as though anyone's home. Uh oh, someone's home. The beast monster. Keep him busy as long as you can, Shira. I'll do my best, Swifty. Those ruins do hold
1: there, there aren't any stage scene directions, so no direction. Apparently, Shira Shira knocks over these ancient ruins. And it falls on top of the beast monster, and he can't
0: make his way out. Yeah, first rule for Cartoon He looks writing like Godzilla. You should put stage directions in your script. Go on. <laughs> Those ruins won't hold him for long. Now where's Mamista? I've found it. Thanks, Mamista. I'm always happy to help. Good luck. I hope it brings Orko back. We could never have found it without Mamista. What's that? I don't know. But it looks as though we found something else, too. And apparently it's something else is coming.
1: What are they?
0: Some kind of sensors, I think. <gasps> it's a robot! Well, Swifty, now we have to pass those things to get the crystal back to Man-at-Arms. And I guess they're fleeing now or something. Watch it, Swifty! And oh, there's a robot.
1: We must go to the Monstroid
0: Center and prepare for battle. They're changing into other forms. What evil robots. Very evil and very dangerous. They're called the Monstroids. I think in our version they were called the manchines, weren't they? No. No,
1: no, the manchines are the little ones.
0: Oh, the manchines are the little ones. The Monstroids are the big transformer-ish Here ones. Is an example of too many characters. There are Monstroids and Machines Because they
1: end up also in the middle of this <laughs> war between the Monstroids and the Man
0: Sheens—it's like a Christmas special with the Transformers crammed in there. It's a crossover, but it's like a knockoff crossover. It's like worse than the GoBots.
1: Wow, it's worse than the GoBots.
0: Anyway, sorry, go on. Our little friends, the Man Sheens. Oh, there we go. <laughs> once told me about them. I'm afraid we haven't seen the last of these evil things. I think they must run off there at some point. Yeah. I'm afraid we haven't seen the last of these evil things. Now, let's get out of here. Sword to blaze!
1: At this point, she has been trapped by the- um, There's like a bubble the thing monstro- that they put over The there. monstroids have put her in a bubble. Right. Nobody puts Shira in a bubble. Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she lights up her sword with fire. <laughs> And cuts her way out. Yes. And her this, and Swifty, and they fly again through space on her space
0: flying horse. Her cheval, her as cheval. our French script calls it. Which is just horse in French, as you learned earlier. It's not right. even space horse. It's just and it's not even horse. his name.
1: I mean, they could have put Swifty, but
0: they had to put horse, <laughs> horse. <laughs> just so people know. Um. So that, I think, is indicative, that whole scene is indicative of what happened. We hit a whole bunch of new characters that we forgot about, the Mansheens and the Monstroids, trying to recount this plot.
1: They have their own war. They, they, there's a whole war going on outside of the Christmas special. They and, enter into a war between two robot races, a tiny little cute Cadbury My Little Pony-ish looking race of robots and then the transformers
0: if and it takes up almost no time in the special like it's a plot point but there's also skeletor is the main thing skeletor who feels the spirit of christmas move through him because he's next to the children from earth yes he's getting christmas through osmosis apparently and it changes his his feelings Oh, and there's the 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 man sheen puppy, which raises other questions. Is it a man sheen or is it a puppy sheen? I don't know. But Skeletor's holding the puppy sheen, and this inspires him for Christmas feelings. His heart grew three sizes. I don't think he has a heart. He's a skeleton. He has skin. Is it skin or is it cloth? I kind of imagined it like a like an inflatable suit, um, like the um, the gaseous character in Hellboy. He he has substance to him. See, so yeah, as as, as a body proves,
1: Skeletor has substance. I'm not to him. saying substance as a character. I'm saying he has weight. And <laughs> now you're calling him fat. Bise- yes. Have you
0: seen his face? He's all bones. And I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs>
1: So for next time, we're going to be talking about
0: cliffhangers.
1: So if you want to be up on our conversation, you need to go out and watch the Who Shot Mr. Burns episodes of The Simpsons. Episodes 25 of season six and episode one of season seven. Also, check out Young Justice Endgame season two, episode 20. If you want to watch for extra credit, watch episode 19 as well, just to get a little bit further into the conversation.
0: As always, thanks to Nigel Coutinho, our engineer, and Jacob Reed for music. We were going to leave you with a uh, cliffhanger this week, but we... we, really couldn't think of one Yeah, it wasn't going to work out. No, it wasn't going to work out at all this time. oh. (gasps) Oh my God, what's that? Nigel, oh no!